I just wanted to say uh, good to see you this morning. Glad everyone's able to watch with us on Facebook. So glad you're here. I uh, just want to say one thing right off the bat, man. What a great event we had yesterday at Baldwin Praise. And I just want to encourage you to go to that Facebook um, page there and just like that. Baldwin Praise. Go ahead and like that. And uh, what that's going to do is it's going to give us the ability to follow up with you or not just at least keep you informed of important uh, prayer events or important prayer bullet points that we need to pray about from time to time. We're not going to be blowing up your Facebook page. Don't don't uh, worry about that. But we do want to somehow use Baldwin Praise that we did yesterday as a means to cause all of Baldwin County Christians to begin to pray unified prayers uh, concerning different things that that are coming up in the days to come. Hey, listen, what a week we've had, right? It's been crazy. Oh my goodness. And I know you're just like hanging on, glad you survived. And I, I, I trust you're doing well. And if you have any situations that you uh, need some help on, please don't hesitate to call the church. We want to be a blessing to you and help you in any way we can. I just want to just tell you how proud I am of you, Summit Church, and everything you've done this past week. You have gone in a week, week and a half, actually, I guess it's been, you've gone above and beyond the call of duty and just helping people just have their needs met. Uh, I we, we got together, and as you know, and we started handing out bags of ice the very next day or the day two days after the event that the very next day or the day of the hurricane that night we started ordering bags of ice 10 pound bags of ice and the following day it arrived and we started handing it out and if you probably uh, are become aware of we had tons of people lined up all around the big fish north thrift store down highway 59 both ways lined up waiting for bags of ice we ended up giving away seven and a half semi trucks full of of bags of ice thirty thousand bags 10 pound bags and bless her heart everyone was just in it and helping and and just blessing i just want to say thank you for that i also want to give a big shout out to other people and churches that have come and called and sent supplies and relief yeah, we handed out two trailerfuls of of just cleaning supplies and bottles of water. <clears throat> we had one uh, brother from Metairie, Louisiana, come over and cook jambalaya while we're handing out ice. We gave away 1,000 bowls of jambalaya. Somebody, come on, somebody, say amen. And that was awesome. And we gave away um, uh, all sorts of things in the process of chicken and hot dogs and things of that nature. And really saw the church be the church and that's what we're excited about because that's what the church is all about right meeting people's needs right where they're at jesus said remember that he said listen what you you, you didn't you didn't help me when i was in prison you didn't clothe me uh he was just kind of admonishing the disciples they were saying when did we not uh, help you or see you and he goes when i was naked you didn't clothe me when i was in prison you didn't visit me he was given an illustration to us that it's when these times of situations whether it's hurricanes disasters or people are in need that's when we step up right that's when the church becomes the church 
And so we became that. And I'm so excited. I just want to give a shout out to the different churches that came from Hattiesburg, wrote it down, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, sent down a tree cutting crew just a couple days after the hurricane. We had um, a group come from Picayune, Mississippi, uh, just a couple days ago, and they were cutting down trees and putting on tarps. Uh, we had a crew of, I don't know, 10, 12 guys come from Northwest Washington State flew down professional lumberjacks. Come on now. You don't do better than that, right? You got to get a lumberjack in to do the job. And they were out there cutting trees. Thank God for them. Oliver, uh, Bolivar, Missouri as well, sent down a crew uh, from that church there. And uh, they were cutting down, took their vacation, four of them took their vacation time to come down and to cut trees here and join the Summit Church move and, 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 and relief effort. So, man, just a lot of, lot of people's lives are touched. 35, uh, well, more than that now, homes that have been uh, tarped and trees cut down and all, all just loving people in the process, praying for them and trying to encourage them. We had supplies come in. Let me give you another shout out. Supplies come in by the trailloads from um, Atlanta, Georgia. I sent down generators, sent down tarps, Excel, Alabama, bringing down cooking food, you know, things like that. That's going to be coming up this next week. Wichita Falls, Texas, uh, a bunch of Fort Smith, Arkansas, several uh, trailers from there as well. Just the churches heard about the need here in the coast and said, Summit Church, what can we do to help? We just told them the need, and they've sent literally one guy came down from um, Huntsville this past week pulling a trailer full of supplies, generators, water, tarps. And, um, and, and I said to him, as we're unloading, I said, Well, brother, what you know, where are you spending the night? And he goes, Well, I'm just gonna, he's got his pill, I'm just gonna sleep in the truck right here in the church parking lot. I said, Are you kidding me? No, man, we, we do have beds, we may not have you know, roofs, but we have beds, you know. So, so he was able to uh, spend the night, we went and sent him back on his way. This is the kind of expression of love that we've experienced all across the board this past several weeks, and I'm just just so overjoyed to experience uh, the body of Christ, helping the body of Christ. So anyway, great shout outs to that. And just want to say thank you to all those people. Well, we've been in a series recently called Position for Purpose, Position for Purpose. And I question for you, sometimes don't you feel that um, disruption uh, is an annoyance. I tell you what, if we can say anything about 2020, it has been the year of disruption, right? It is just upside down, right set up. It's just crazy what we've experienced. And we don't have time to name all the things that we've gone through in just the short nine months that we've gone through these things. My question to you this morning is, how do you handle disruption? How good are you at handling situations when they come up that are kind of not what you had planned, what you thought was going to take place? What? How do you handle disruption? And what can you develop through disruptions when they come into your life? We have been talking about the book of Ruth uh, and Naomi specifically. And listen, this woman went through major disruption, a famine, 
came. She had no way to feed her family. So they got up, they moved to another country, experienced disruption, now living in another culture. And now she's experiencing another disruption when her husband dies, another disruption on top of that when her son dies, and then her other only last son dies. And now she's faced with this dilemma, what do I do now? That's major disruption. But guess what? Out of that disruption, some great things happened. What, what happened? Out of that great disruption, she met a young girl by the name of Ruth. Ruth would join her in her journey back to Bethlehem where Naomi was from. And because of Ruth, guess what? David was born. He, Ruth was David's great-grandmother. And out of even David's lineage came Jesus the Messiah. Can I say it like this? In the big scheme of things, the big picture, out of this disruption in Naomi's life came literally the, the first fruits of the kingdom of God through even the Messiah, Jesus, coming to the earth hundreds of years later. What am I saying? I'm saying that disruption can lead to bigger and does many times better things down the road. We just haven't seen it yet. We don't have the big picture. God does. He is the ancient of days. He is forever, sees forever, the Alpha and the Omega and everything in between. So I just wanted to say this morning that, that God is building, I believe, a powerful army. Look at this in Romans chapter 8, verse 19, for the anxious Long, are longing for the creation, or let me say it like this, for the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. The NIV says something like that, that all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. What does that say to us? It's telling us that the world, the world that we live in right now, is looking for something. They're gazing. They're looking around and wanting to know where are the sons of God? Where are these people that call themselves God's people? Where are these people that will help us? Where is hope? Where is joy? Where is strength? All the creation is waiting, groaning, if you would, for the manifestation of the sons of God. I would call it the army of God. They're waiting. They're looking for some help. We've realized that help doesn't come from government, right? It's not going to come from the White House. It's not going to come from Wall Street. Help isn't going to come from another nation or another world leader. It comes from the church. It comes from the body of Christ. It comes from you. It comes from us working together. It's the army of God that God's putting together in this day and in this hour. I want to just give you quickly some qualities that I think make up God's great army. Number one, this great army that God is putting together in this day and in this hour has this in common. Number one, the army is familiar with rattling. I know that doesn't probably make sense to you. What does that mean? Well, I'll explain it in a minute, but have you ever been driving in your car and all of a sudden you start hearing this new rattle that you haven't heard before? And you're like, okay, I can deal with this a little bit. But you now you're on a long journey and this rattling that comes 
and you're thinking to yourself, I've got to endure this for the next several hours. I, I don't think I can do that. You pull over the side of the road, rest stop, and you're, you're pushing, pulling things, trying to feel where is this rattling coming from, right? Because we're not accustomed to rattling in our lives. It's not something that's normal to us. Well, look at this. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, I want to read this a little bit. I want to unpack it for just a minute because the army that God is building must become familiar with rattling. Number one, let me me read this. The hand of the Lord was upon me, Ezekiel said, and he brought me out. Where did he take me? He brought me out by the Spirit and set me down in the middle of a valley. Now, this valley was full of dry bones. This is where the Spirit of the Lord brought Ezekiel. He's wanting to reveal something to him, what God wants to do in the future. I believe now. He sets him in the middle of a valley of dry bones. What is dry bones? This is, these, are, these are pictures or a symbol of something that no longer has potential, something that's dried up, something that used to have purpose but no longer has purpose, something that was of yesterday but no longer of today, something of the past but not the future. He sits him down and sees, he sees this, something that seems like it doesn't have potential. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you have potential. There you go. Look at this. Um, and so there we go. And so he says, the Lord says to him, now I prophesy, he says, I looked around and there was many of, on the bones on the valley and they were very dry. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. And here we go. Behold, what? A rattling. Behold, a rattling. In other words, you hear God's intentions long before you see it. God's getting our attention right now. There is a rattling taking place around the world, but specifically in America. There's a rattling. You see it on the news. You see it in the stores. You see people masked up and fear in people's eyes. You see a rattling take place. Listen, and you're hearing it as well. There's fear in people's voices. And so he saw and heard this rattling. And guess what? The bones begin to come together. There's rattling taking place, and suddenly this bone joins that bone, and that bone joins this bone, and everything's starting to come together. And the bone says, and bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them. Flesh begins to grow onto these bones. In other words, he began to see a manifestation of what? The sons of God. The church, he began to see with his eyes God bringing the church, the body of Christ together. That's why I'm so ex- was so excited about Baldwin Praise yesterday. The first time we've seen the pastors and churches come together in, in, in years upon years. We're seeing the body of Christ. We're seeing the bones coming together, the sinews being added, the flesh being added, and people starting to see what the church, the body of Christ coming together. In a valley where there's nothing but death around. <laughs> and then he, God says to him, I want you to prophesy to this these bones. And he began to prophesy and God sent his wind into these bones and they begin to come alive. 
How many have seen a little rattling take place lately? Have you seen that? I mean, if you have not had a little rattling in your life lately, then you're probably not from around here because there's some rattling going on. There is, you must be from another planet. There is amazing rattling. It was like uh, when the night of the hurricane, for example, uh, Patrick and Hannah were over at our house and Faith, my daughter as well, and, and, uh, and, and, and my wife, and, and suddenly water starts seeping through you know, uh, the walls. Okay, I can deal with that. Then the water starts flowing like a faucet from uh, our living room windows. We had eight of windows. And then it starts flowing through, you know, our, uh, our back door. And, of course, some of you have had more damage than we've had. But, but we, we, we have pails and buckets, and we're just trying to best to just, just catch this water as it comes and throwing it into, into the sink and then emptying it and getting it back. And, we're just, and, 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 there's a, and I, I saw that suddenly the, the back doors went like that. And I looked, I briefly I saw them, the, I, the doors were about to come open. There's there's sort of rattling. So I went and for an hour during the hurricane. I'm literally with all my power holding onto the doorknobs of our back door and keeping them shut. And twice it went, and I thought it was going to suck me outside. And I was going to be like Judy Garland, like flying through the, the air, you know, into the land of Wizard of Oz. It was crazy. I just, and, and we had a peanut field uh, behind, our, behind our house. Uh, if there's many times they, they grow things there all the time. We never know what crops they are until they're blooming. We saw, there was a bunch of green plants out there, and we had no idea what they had planted. Well, we know now because peanuts were flying and hitting our house like bullets. <laughs> it, was, it was insane. We're picking up peanuts around our yard like, you know, planters. You know, we're part of the planter company. Anyway, it was crazy. But what, what am I saying? We have, we have experienced rattling but in the rattling is where god's great army begins to be assembled that's incredibly good news hebrews chapter 12 verse 36 and his voice shook the earth and now he has promised saying yet once more will i shake not only the earth mm. But I will also shake the heaven. God is not only shaking our earth. Can, can I say it like that? We are earthly vessels. We are made from dust, right? So he's shaking our earth. And he's also shaking our heaven. What is our heaven? It's the spirit of us. Spirit of Christ. The spirit of God that lives within us. The spirit, the heavenly part that lives in a earthly being. So God is saying that he's going to shake our earth and he's going to allow there to become even a challenge towards our spirit. <laughs> and so so why? Why would God allow this? So we can understand that we possess a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So we can understand that in times when our flesh is being shaken, we can lean into the spirit and realize that in the spirit dimension, we are not shaken, that God is going to be glorified and God is our strength and our rock and our foundation. Now, when I was in the ice bag line that we were doing a week and a half ago, which was a lot of fun, I know, man, we, listen, 
I've never been in an ice bag line in my life. I've never handed out ice in my life. I've always tried to avoid ice. But in this particular time, we had the wonderful joy of handing out bags of ice. So we had all this line, and I just kind of felt in my spirit that what I should do is, in a sense, pastor the people as they were driving up in this line and waiting for their bags of ice. So I just started walking up and down the lines, and people would roll down their window, and I would say, hey, you doing all right? And their faces I was, I was seeing was shocking. I was seeing people's faces. It was, it was as if they were overwhelmed. I would see people, tears were coming down their cheeks as they're waiting for bags of ice. They were dumbfounded. They were like in shock. It was like PSD, you know, uh, PTS. That's what it was, <laughs> uh, post-traumatic syndrome. They were just in shock of what had happened. And they were like, what is going on? I said, I would say, are you okay? And some would say, yeah, you know, and some would fall apart. I would say, anybody hurt? No. How's your house? Oh, I, I, I can't describe what our house looks like. And, and these are people from all forms of income and all walks of life. And I, I this one lady, as I was talking to her, I could tell she was like totally lost. She was like this gaze upon her. Like she didn't know what to do. And without thinking, I just said these words. I believe it was the Spirit of the Lord that led me to say it to her. I said, ma'am, in times of crisis, in times of storms, we praise our way through. Praise your way through the storm. And watch what God will do. Man, that was a mess. When I said that, it was like something was triggered. You could see it in her heart. She was like, yes, yes, I'm going to praise my way through the storm. I started using that line for the rest of the day. Praise your way through the storm. Praise your way, because that's what the Spirit does. When you are walking with God in the spirit, when God is shaking the earth and the heavens, your spirit rises up and he begins to do what? He begins to praise. He begins to be activated through your praise. Man, when we were <laughs> we were doing all this, we, we had the army bucket brigade going on at our house personally. And we were we had to like this line. Remember the old days when you had the, 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 the town hall was on fire and everybody lined up in town with big line and the buckets were going back forth in the old days? Well, that's what it felt like in my house. And, and I, I, I was praying. I was praying in the spirit. I was praising God. I was worshiping. I was asking God to help us. I was pleading with God. But listen, the spirit, I was reaching out into the spirit. That's what you do in times of storm. You reach out into the spirit. And you allow your spirit to begin to take over. Yeah, that's the, that's the power of praise. That's the power of the spirit being activated into your life. God's putting together an army and it's powerful and it's wonderful. Number two, when you talk about God's army, you have to understand that this army has to become fluid. We, we, we are a people that kind of flow, not, not rigid. We're not stuck in our ways. If we've learned anything in the last several months, we've learned to be fluid, haven't we? 
we're making decisions and pivoting today and we'll make another decision, pivot tomorrow, and then the next week we'll pivot another direction. You're doing the same in your own household. and We're learning how to become fluent. And this is what the army of God is and does. Wasn't it Jesus that said, look, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I see my father say. And I may say this today, but I'll say that tomorrow. I may be here today, but I'll be there tomorrow. And as God's people, we learn to walk in the Spirit. We learn to speak and hear what He's saying to us. We learn to become, what? Fluid in the earth. There's something about being fluid. There's something about just kind of rolling with the punches, if you would. In our house, personally, we thought we did okay. We mopped up all the water. We... We're all good. We dried out all the towels. And we looked around. A couple little spots and everything. So had someone come in and do just a little check. And they brought in this little tiny little machine called a moisture reader. This little moisture reader has changed my life. It's turned it upside down. They stuck these two little two prongs up against the wall. And it goes up to 50. 50 being like the, like, not that your walls are saturated with water. And, you know, 9, 10 being, you know, good. You know, you can live with that. And uh, put those prongs into the wall. 50. It's like burying the needle. You know, 50, 50, 50. He looked and he said, bro, you got water all up in your walls, your house. You can't see it, but it's disaster. It's mold. It's happening even now. You got to remove all your walls on this side of your house. And we, I've said, you're kidding. It looks fine. It looks fine to me. Let's just leave it like it is. He, he goes, well, it looks, maybe it look fine now, but you're going to be in a crisis in a few months from now with all this mold growing behind your walls. You got to get rid of it. You got to pull down these walls. And then you got to air it out. You got to get some fans. We got to get some fans in here. We got to blow it and dry this wall. That we, well, that's been a week now, it seems. I think it's been about, about a week. You walk into our house and there's Visqueen here covering all the couches. We got air blowing. We got sheetrock removed from the ceiling, the walls and everything. It's a, it looks like a war zone disaster. Like some of you understand exactly what I'm talking about. And, and so there's nothing you can do about it. You just got to go with it, right? And I'm so proud of my wife. I tell you what, my wife is one of these people. She likes everything dusted, everything clean, everything tidy, everything in this place. And we got the furthest thing from that right now going on. And so yesterday she, she gets a cup of coffee and all this visqueen's blowing around her house and everything's ripped apart and dust everywhere. She grabs a cup of coffee. She says, you want to join me on the front porch? The front porch is the only place we have left where it's not affected by some kind of a radical hurricane storm that's blown into our neighborhood. And so we just sat there and we just kind of smiled, laughed and talked and had some great conversation, dialogue. What do you do in the midst of disaster and storms and crisis and disruption? You just flow with it, right? And just let God work His way through you. And lastly, and I'm done, what do you do in the time of a storm? You have to guard your heart. This is what God's army is doing. God's army has to be skilled at guarding their heart. If you look at Naomi, Naomi became very bitter when disruption came into her life. She went from Bethlehem into uh, Moab. Her name means pleasant. It means friendly. 
It means um, kind, generous, someone that you love being around. You love having a cup of coffee with this kind of a person. That's the way she arrived in Moab. But because she did not guard her heart and she experienced disruption, famine, relocation, death of husband, death of child, another death of child, another relocation, because everything was turned upside down into her life. She did not guard her heart. And by the time she arrived back home and everyone greeted her, and she arrived perhaps at the door of her aunt, uncle, whoever, whoever she was going to stay with, when she arrives back at Bethlehem, they go, Naomi, Naomi, pleasant, friendly, lovely, so glad to see you. And she says to them, and I'm sure she said it in a harsh voice, don't call me Naomi, but call me Mara. Mara, you know what Mara means? Mara means bitter. Bitter. She says, I'm no longer pleasant. I'm no longer lovely. I'm no longer fun to be around. Life has changed me. And I'm now bitter. I'm bitter at people. I'm bitter at situations. I'm bitter at God. I'm bitter at everything. Just, just leave me alone, basically. You ever met anybody like that? Do you know that you can become that way if you're not careful? You can become that kind of a person. And my caution to you this morning is to guard your heart. In all of this disruption, do not lose your joy. Do not lose your thankfulness. Do not lose your song. Do not lose your praise. But give God glory. Give God thanks. And guard your heart because why out of it flows the issues of life. Do not become Mara. But be Stay strong and remain Naomi in these incredible times of disruption. Why? Because God's building an army and we are showing forth the glory of God and becoming the manifestation of the sons of God. I want to pray with you. Can we just take a moment and just bow our heads and let me just pray with you this morning as we walk through incredible times of disruption together. Heavenly Father, Lord, we have never perhaps seen this kind of disruption in this kind of a season in, in our lives. In such a short amount of time, we have seen so many things turned upside down in our world. Major disruption. Lord, you are not unaware at all. You know exactly what's going on. You know where we're at and what we're going through. And this morning, Father, we lean into you and we ask you, Lord God, to help us become fluid and to not remain rigid. And Lord, to allow disruption in our life, to create the spirit that's within us, to rise to the surface, that we respond from the spirit, not the flesh. And Lord, help us in this time, in this season that we're in, to guard our heart. Help us guard our heart. Any seeds of bitterness or anger or frustration that we've allowed into our heart, put your finger upon it. Remove it from us, Father. And continue to keep us in a place, in a posture of a clean heart a pure, pure heart. And for that, we're thankful. And we're grateful that you're making us into an army in this time of pressure and disruption that we've experienced. We love you, Father God. 
And we lean into you with all of our heart today. I pray that everyone watching will have an incredible day, an incredible week, and you will uh, cause people to cross their path that are overwhelmed, distraught, in shock, and Lord, they will be able to speak into their life, and the army of God will show up this week in an incredible way. And out of it, out of the ashes, your glory and your life will be seen. And we give you thanks for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And listen, just a reminder that we're back as meeting at, um, we call it the Big Red Barn, uh, at the Foley Beach Express in 98, just north of 98. And fully encourage you to come if you can make it on Sunday mornings from 9 to 11. And as well, we're back together on Wednesday nights at 6.30. We hope you can make it. We love you so much. And if you need anything, anything we can do for you, please, please let us know. Go to Facebook or go uh, online uh, to our website and just uh, contact us and let us know what your needs are. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you soon.